0: own a picasso for 18 grand djs as the new watch ambassadors richard mill reveals a one million dollar tourbillon and does the watch community do more harm than good doing fake watch reviews welcome to casual watch talk you're joined by sam and chris how have you been chris oh pretty good pretty
1: good a little overcast here we always uh, touch on the weather a little bit but uh and we're, but we're uh it's getting warmer it's getting nice out and we're uh And we're uh, we're breaking through the uh, the end of the end of pandemic days are upon us. So that's a fantastic, fantastic place to be getting back to getting back to normal here.
0: Well, should we kick it off with watch obsessions? Have you had a watch obsession this week?
1: I'm going to say no, other than I'm waiting, still waiting for my citizen to show up. Oh, and really? then yeah and then uh it looks like I got usurped over on uh <laughs> over on the Facebook group uh one of our members in Europe uh picked one up and uh and so I I guess I'm an I guess I'm an influencer now Sam I guess I guess that's <laughs> you know so if anybody picked, you know, so Citizen Citizen, if you're if you're watching listening, you can uh, you can make the check out to cash. Uh, still waiting for that one to show up. Um, and uh, was uh, was kind of looking at um, uh, some of the other watches. There is a blue uh, Zin, but they offered it in a blue dial. Yeah, that looks it's, it's so similar to the Citizen. It's um you know it's kind of like. But uh, but yeah, a little more a uh, little more expensive. So probably about seventeen hundred more seventeen hundred more dollars. So.
0: <laughs> well, I thought I was going to do my Veya here, my Vaya Tropical as the watch obsessions because I put it on that apocalypse now the rubber strap from cheapest Natos. They did a really good job of it. It looks awesome, especially on this Veya. I think for a thin diver, unfortunately, they're completely sold out now. So there's no 20 mil on the website. Speaking of influencing. I know, I know. I should have bought a few, you know. But honestly, to be fair, I've had hit or miss with cheapest Nato's. But I think they've upped their game, certainly. I mean, if this strap is anything to go by. But again, from the Facebook group today, Learning all about the Zin 403, which is a quartz watch, which I had no idea about. Chris, have you have you seen this Zin?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just know it as the Zin UX.
0: A member had it on the Facebook group, the one that um, was for the. I think believe it's for a a specialised part of the German police. Apparently, they you can have their logo on the dial. But I had, I don't know, I had no idea about this. I never associated zin with quartz. I feel like I've been living under a zin-related rock.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, this, this is a this is a very famous, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of surprising. This is a very sort of a uh, watch nerd famous watch. Uh, the quartz movement in it um, had to be strengthened. So I think we talked about this on the episode where we talked about those guys that like oil filled one of the Casios, the yeah. quartz.
0: And the battery runs out in like three months. Yeah, exactly. The battery just like
1: can't handle it. So, so in this in this watch, uh, Zinn did the uh, engineering to get a, the, a stronger, you know, second movement in it, um, quartz movement in it to to overcome it. But what's cool is it does this little uh, as it ticks, it does this little bounce back. So it's like tick, and then it bounces back, and it's like known watch guys call it the the UX bounce. So it's just a little, you know, kind of cool movement thing. But yeah, oil-filled technology. It's cool.
0: Yeah. And then before I finish, I, I think I've got to get one of these in. I'm going to stalk it because I'm really getting into my high-precision quartz movements. But before we, before we leave Watch Obsessions and I do a, a, a mini little Rolex update, I guess. But before we do that, I want to give a shout-out to... I've reviewed them on the channel before, and that is... Uh, they were called we we called them reese like the reviewers that got the early ones called them reese but it was actually pronounced razor so they've changed their name now to be more like razor so it's rze and they sent me this little like newspaper here of the razor but they also sent me this t-shirt so i don't know if you can see this chris it's got the it's got the Razer logo here and the back is really cool. I'll throw up a picture of the back. A big thanks to Travis over there. He's one of the great, he's a great guy. To, I email him all the time. I'm. We've got another watch coming in and he did send me one a while ago. It had to go on to another review and I didn't have time to review it. I'll throw up some pictures here. Uh, so I had to make some apologies, but there is a new one incoming. It's got the uh, VK64 in it. So I gave him a little bit of a cheeky hard time about that, but I'm looking forward to reviewing the watch. But anyway, so shall we do another little Rolex update for this week? The only update I've got this week, which isn't really an update, I've been chatting to Justin at the Rolex AD, and he's going to come on the channel. So hopefully next week we will have him on the channel. If anybody's got any questions that they've been dying to ask a Rolex AD, proper ones that he's going to so Don't not don't, don't... Obviously, he's just going to... Yeah, don't like, send back the guy, right? <laughs> yeah, Yeah, obviously don't ask him things like, where are all the Rolex Submariners? Because he's... he's not, obviously, he's not going to ask that. But if you've, got any, if you've got any questions, let us know over on the Facebook group. Well, before we dive into the news, should we do another thrilling episode of Hit or Miss? Yes. Yes, I, think... I didn't
1: see your I didn't see your graphic last time. What did we? have we sticking with the cat?
0: Yes, I think the cat's now. I think I've done it twice, and I can't find the baseball player hitting the the ball. But there's like no royalty free image. If any of the viewers want to send in an image of them dressed as a baseball player to hit that they don't mind me using on YouTube, or people just might like the cat. The cat could be a thing. We name the cat. Send us a name for the cat. <laughs> the,
1: the the cat is part of the hit or miss. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so let's dive into you. And today, for your deliberation, Chris, I present to you the the easily named Casio GMWB-5000TR-9. Oh, this
1: the th- Juwagumamatera 9. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Juwagumamatera 9. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one.
0: This is, of course, a special edition, and it's titanium case or a titanium alloy but this comes in is multicolored special edition and it is the princely sum of one thousand seven hundred dollars
1: i'd like to ring in i'd like to ring in immediately this is a miss
0: (laughs) you can't go that early to the back
1: picture and that bracelet came up oh my that harlequin bracelet where they like nobody wanted the red one the gray one or the gold one so they're like we can get rid of these quick (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and make money doing it. Oh, I knew. I'm going to say miss. I don't know. I'm not for me. I'm
0: tending to agree with you. And in fact, what I think... I, I, I dare You yeah, should go for it. This has got to be a miss for me as well. And dare I say that I think... I'm, this is controversial. I think that entire line of metal G-Shock, the DW6900s in the metal cases, is a miss from a pricing standpoint they start even the basic silver one is 550 dollars and i cannot work out why it's that much because you can literally go on aliexpress buy a metal it's not as well finished we know it's it's a knockoff it's not as i'm sure it's not as well finished but the raw materials are the similar yeah the 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 metal one has bluetooth i think but that that module is you can get for about 140 dollars plus the so for about 200 with the metal case you are all in, I think that Casio should be closer to 300, 350. I think 550 is a stretch. And the gold one at 600 and the rose gold,
1: the limited editions in the 500s okay, okay. But yeah, you're told totally, you're you're right the when the aftermarket parts are cheaper than the car or the watch, you know what I mean? Like the thing that you're buying when the aftermarket parts are cheap or so incredibly cheaper. You're like, why would I, you know, like, wh- why would I get this with the thing? You know, like the sum of its parts mm. kind of, kind of thinking. And uh, yeah, I totally agree. Like it's, if it's, if it's, I think they missed with that, that price point, but also uh, seems like they're selling them. So uh, maybe uh, we're totally wrong. And I mean, like a miss for us, but we're not, running out to buy $1,700 G-Shocks, I guess.
0: Let's roll into this week in watches for all your new stories from the world of horology this week. Let's start it up with a bit of a somber one, but we talked about it a couple of episodes ago now, and this was... And this was the case of Stephen McMyler, who refused to hand over his Rolex Submariner watch and was killed by four attackers. One of them was called Lewis Peak, and he'd been drinking with Mr. McMyler earlier in the day. Manchester Crown Court convicted. Peak was 29, Michael Wilson was 20, and then two teenagers, 14 and 17, who robbed Stephen McMyler. At least they've convicted them, but just Just shocking, really, to be killed for a Rolex. And I hate to say, unfortunately, that that is one of the big things that I guess in the US is not... You can't really get your heads around, and that's the British justice system. Because if you're convicted of manslaughter in the UK, they're not going to be sent down for... They should be sent down for a long time, but they likely will not be sent down for a long time. It's not like in the US, where if you're convicted of murder, they can put you away for you know 100 years or something like that like first UK degree first degree UK would be like yeah.
1: premeditated first degree in some states could be a life sentence but yeah
0: yeah unfortunately I- i'm guessing that the teenagers especially 14 and 17 will probably not see that much time the judge said that he appreciated they didn't probably didn't mean to kill him but that didn't stop the violence very sad story and uh obviously ju-
1: i mean some justice i mean it, it these these folks were caught and they were yep. brought to justice. Um, whatever you know, I mean, you can you can argue whether it was the right amount, but uh, certainly, certainly a better outcome than uh, not not finding who did it and not and never seeing any justice for these guys. So um, certainly, somewhat somewhat positive, but yeah, a whole sort of somber take on wearing luxury wristwatches.
0: Yeah, and obviously, thoughts go out to. Mr. McMiilla's family. and it laid, lays a lot of weight to the work that Paul Thorpe's been doing about getting Rolex to put in their lost and stolen register because this watch has never been found ah, right, right. It's the judge in the ruling encouraged all jewelers to double check. But if you haven't got that lost and found register, then you're relying on people either reporting it to their local police station, but if it's sent abroad, uh, there is certain websites, and I've used them in the past, where you can go on and independently register a watch of any brand on their websites. In fact, I'll, I'll throw a picture up here of the one that I've used, because there's been a couple of times I've bought watches on eBay, That most recently that Breitling, and I've just checked to make sure it hadn't been registered, stolen Yeah, that's, good. that's
1: a good, and that's a good check for if you're purchasing something used, you just, you know, some some check that you can you know at least do a little bit of diligence there to say like if if this is just shown up or if it's an amazing price it's too good to be true
0: next story is richard mill is releasing a one million dollar automatic tourbillon mclaren speedtail special edition totally out of my price range but what caught my eye about this is not only is it a beautiful looking watch and a feat of engineering but my angle on this was I've been watching a lot of Roman from the grey market channel the guys over at the timepiece gentlemen Anthony and Marco they talk as much about trading Rolex as they do about Richard Mill apparently Richard Mill is hotter than Rolex to trade they only make 3,000 a year and it seems like this is if you can play this is the game that you play when you get bored of trading high-end Rolex i think because they're trading for many multiples over their over their retail price what do you what do you think of this one chris
1: uh oh, mclaren oh richard mill i mean i think um well i just looked a 2020 uh 720s mclaren is only uh starting at $300,000. So for three McLaren 720Ss, well appointed, you could have you could have the Richard Mill automatic tourbillon. How many of the uh, how many of the are they going to make? Is it going to be some sort of limited there too?
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful car, isn't it? And I've seen plenty of these both in Florida and in California and the P1 as well. Mhm.
1: Mhm. Yeah. I mean the um this they've got this they've got the 570 570S yes, will go for about $195,000 you know for like like a, a couple you know couple house in florida well maybe not a house in florida but <laughs> <laughs> but uh I mean interesting that they that there is I mean what surprises me when I hear stuff like this is it sort of calibrates my thinking of the economy and what, what is luxury and what is rich and, and what is wealthy. And so you really have to consider that if they are making enough, one, if they're selling enough $1 million automatic turbines. To, to sell all of them i mean i don't know if you'd ever i mean it seems like they're they're going out of the uh, going off the shelves and they're being mm. traded et cetera i yeah i guess i guess you know my concept of wealthy is is out of out of whack because i don't you know because i don't i can't even imagine i can't even imagine spending eighty thousand dollars on a wristwatch, let alone a million
0: yeah, I'm the same, but again i guess when you when you have that much money and the money itself is not necessarily the, the object. It's having something that's unique and having something that's individual. Then I can see it at that level. Although I'm similar to you, even if I was very wealthy, I'm not sure whether I would put that much into a watch simply because I would be worried about losing it. But it sounds like it's a great investment.
1: Selling them out, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, yeah, uh, and, and interesting. And it, and it feels like they are, especially, you know, we talked about them uh, being involved in F1. Yeah. Um, it feels like that's the sort of the, where the new money, like, you know, if you want to identify that you have made it and that you have, you are su- ultra ultra wealthy successful, uh, then the the Richard Mill on the wrist is is key because I I don't think a Daytona is cutting it. I don't think I don't think anything from Rolex is it's you know you you know there's like you've made it and then there's like Uber Uber rich.
0: Let's dive into our next story and this is this was my cheekily titled own a Picasso for eighteen thousand dollars. Pablo Picasso's wristwatch is coming up for auction and its estimate is only 12,000 to 18,000 euros. So this is a story from WatchPro. Apparently, he had quite the watch collection according to WatchPro here. He had uh, Jaeger LeCoultre and a few other watches, but this was the one that he wore the most and it was a manual wind steel piece known by a Swiss watch producer, Michael Z. Berger. It made around 1960. So apparently this was the one that he wore when he was painting because obviously he didn't want to mess up the other ones. But if you look at the dial, what I thought was pretty interesting was it's got Pablo Picasso, fits perfectly, Yeah,
1: yeah. Around the dial there. Did it, yeah.
0: (laughs) And you can tell it's lived a life, this watch for sure, haven't you? Look how, how beaten up that is. So I'll be really interested. But what I thought was a bit... Clickbaity of Watch Pro. It looks like a hundred, your your eye immediately draws to 130 million, but when you read it, it was actually for one of his recent paintings. It isn't for this watch because I was like, oh, 130 million for that watch. 103 million, sorry.
1: From my standpoint, like I would, I, you know, how much would one of his brushes, his paint kit, or like I said, the, the wristwatch that he wore when he painted most of his stuff, I, I think that's undervalued. I mean, just, just thinking like if someone said to me you know how much do you think that would go through i agree with
0: you though. like maybe maybe that's we'll see that rise up ones i find are interesting are, occasionally i'll go on the movie prop stores and you do find prop watches i know the one that brad pitt wore in fury which had a Stevo straps on it and Stevo straps was that strap maker who made me that land rover strap he made for that production and that didn't go for a lot. That went for maybe a $1,000 or something. And I've seen other watches on there. A lot of times they're replica, replica watches, movie watches of big uh, other brands like Rolex, obviously, example. And sometimes they haven't got the in inner workings of them.
1: Even to say, like, this is the watch Brad Pitt wore in this movie? Like, that's just, I don't know, but that seems to me to be a connection there you know even if it's not like even if it's not functional but like just that there's i think there's a greater connection there if you're a fan
0: next story uh, how do you feel about these collabs because steve aoki who i once saw in ibiza actually great really good dj he's got this new collab that he's done with So, it's an ETA-based B77. It's got his iconic logo on the dial. It seems seems a weird collab because I'm sure he's done one with G-Shock before. Uh, Or maybe I'm just imagining that he probably should have done one with G-Shock. Because you imagine DJs doing collabs with uh, G-Shocks or those type of brands. But what do you think about DJs doing... Sort of more higher end because I'd argue Bulvagar is well, is more higher end than, uh, yeah, sir. Yeah, G-Shock. I think so. G-Shock. I,
1: I like it. I like the idea. I think it's, uh, I think it's cool because I, I feel like with the, um, with these, it's, it's a little more, uh, substantial. I don't know how I want to say this, but like, I, you know, I feel like if you're going to rep a product um it's it's okay to move into like this higher price point maybe i'm not saying that
0: right but no i know what you mean it's well as well as i think djs themselves have gone more up market certainly they went more high on high end didn't they not high end but they went more they became a lot more fashionable the the idea of these superstar djs so it does make sense, and they've they've loosely tied in the watch by saying, well, it's club ready with a glow in the dark dial, yeah, and it's got the rubber strap because that's easier when you're DJing, and all of these sort of like tenuous little links that they put in there. But overall, it's a good looking watch. I yeah, would I say. think it's
1: no, I, I think I think it's a good tie in. I'm I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. Again, if you're yeah, if you're a fan, I don't
0: know why this show i've turned it into a bit of like an artsy artsy one we have pablo picasso in there and there was a local art festival where i moved to in florida a place called winter park has a local art festival and what i was surprised to see and i've shared it on my instagram please follow me over on casual watch reviews on instagram and chris's is everyday mastery on instagram but what was really cool, even though it was an art festival, well, well, I'll show you two Instagram photos. First of all, this dog totally took me by surprise. Have you seen this this painting of the dog?
1: Yeah, the little, the little watch clock faces. It's cute.
0: Yeah, it was amazing. But what I wanted to talk about was Oris have this awesome Airstream that they, it must be their uh, sort of show piece that they, that they carry around the country. But it was a really cool Airstream. They fitted out with all the Oris logos and they had all of the watches in there. So they had the Oris bear at the start. They got to see that new, that fantastic Oris Aquis with the new 400 Caliber 400 I think it's called movement and I tried to get a picture of where it looked like the bear on the back but it was really it was a really cool it was a really cool thing to see they had all of the watches in there there was quite a few people crammed in this airstream so I couldn't get a good shot of everything just to see all of the Oris watches in there the the sales chap that was in there very very knowledgeable about Oris I can't really imagine outside of Basil World or any of those that you would see any other you i mean the the store that's opposite, which is Orlando Watch Company, which is where I bought my x thirty three from they are big stockists of bell and Ross of Seiko in fact they've got quite a lot of shop space dedicated to Seiko, but you couldn't imagine like Seiko doing something like that with a cool yeah
1: thing. yeah no I think I mean that is, is super that's super cool super cool marketing and it, it feels um you know, it feels almost grassroots that it's just, yes. you know, we're, we're out and, you know, what's what's going on in here kind of thing and, and drawing some some interest in and and getting getting people. Um, I think it's a much more comfortable setting uh, versus, you know, walking into a high end luxury watch shop. I think that removes that barrier because they show up and they're like, hey, come on into our come on, come on into our tiny Airstream. I hope you're vaccinated.
0: For our next story, and this really isn't a story, this is something that I've noticed a lot on YouTube. I'm not picking particularly on Jenna Ellie here. I think she makes some fantastic, fantastic content. But what I think is concerning, or is YouTube videos, and you see a lot of them, it's not just Jenna Ellie that does them. I've I've done one, admittedly, on a fake Seiko. But you're seeing a lot more now, especially this one, there's one Seamaster, Polar Seamaster, that's doing the rounds. Is these, Watchfinder does it, Bark and Jack's done it, Jody, at Just One More Watch has done these, where they're taking these super clones of watches and then comparing them to the real thing. And inevitably there aren't, you know, Inevitably, there's some clickbait title like how You won't believe, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you won't believe how amazing this super fake is. And I was totally fooled by this. And I get, on one hand, I get that it's interesting because it might stop somebody or it might save somebody from buying one of these super clones. And it is interesting, but I don't know what you think, Chris. Maybe I'm getting the wrong end of the stick here, but I can't help but think as many people as it helps not get screwed over it there must be equal amount of people that are like oh my god i could totally get away with buying one of these uh-huh.
1: yes yeah I, so my take is that i i think maybe a year and a half ago we had a, a a rush of these it was like it was like one of the it was either like the hulk or something it was like the green hulk or something that like three watch reviewers had and it was like it's a super clone i was a, I went to see how much the fakes cost and if I could get one. Now, I went to see, for research purposes only, but I will say, in the back of my mind, I was like, I had that, you had that thing. I mean, you can't help but think like, well, geez, I mean, if you could just pull this off for like $500. You're like, like, it makes you think that. So like, it really feels like a disservice. And then I don't know, I also feel like it's not the same one like sometimes you'll 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 see like uh, like there's been a you know a batch of like Rolex or there's you know the different yeah. ones the Omega um I feel like there's a group of folks going out
0: and getting these super fakes that are like fueling the industry watchfinder i'm sure that they get people are trying to trade them all the time so the ones they get are likely ones that people have sent in as a but apparently, um, I was listening to Jody on Scottish Watches podcast, and he was he'd done the the Seamaster one, and apparently he was saying the Seamaster is so accurate that they've even laser engraved the dial. There's a whole separate talk track round here of hey, if a super clone can be made so exactly down to the point where the Seamaster as soon as you look at the movement, it's not going to be a coaxial movement, but maybe some of the Rolexes and stuff. There is an argument there that is, well, if a super clone can be made so like them, then what am I paying for? Well, you're paying for the history and the romance. You can fake the watch, but you can't fake the history. And You know it's... Wh- yeah. I think it really... Inc- I always think about this along terms of the British press is really bad for doing this where it's like oh we smuggled a knife onto a plane and this is what happened and you're like well why don't you just write the flipping manual for everybody now people weren't even thinking of putting a knife in a flipping knife in the bottom of a shoe and now you've got like 10 reporters going on planes with knives made out of nylon the exposure that it gives to that industry I feel it's just
1: such a disservice on some level. Yes. We have to have the conversation. That's like, listen, if, if a clone of this with all the similar stuff has gotten to the point where you can't tell the difference, it's accurate. It's just as accurate. It's just as the quality, et cetera, et cetera. Then yes, I guess we, we have to have that conversation of like, is it worth the parts, the sum of its parts, but it has to be a conversation, right. Based on what you said, which was like the brand the heritage, like that, you know, the fact that the fact that, you know, all those brands are defending their, their copyrights and their, and their image, right. That takes money, that takes work, that takes time and to have someone just go in and clone this thing and be like, Oh, well, we didn't, we didn't have to spend any money in R and D because we just made a copy of it. You're like, so that conversation has to happen, but like, to go and find the actual watch. And I, yeah, I see them all the time. And I think like, I feel like the YouTube in, you know, YouTubers, watch YouTubers are, you know buying about, I don't know, maybe about seven grand worth of fake watches a year.
0: <laughs> are the, are the watch YouTubers are keeping Pagani alive as well. They're buying those Pagani clones that except for having Pagani on the name they're almost identical they're keeping that industry alive they're inadvertently promoting it but also as well you've got to think about if you buy one of these super clones you might be like oh I've got away with it but what happens to that inevitably you're going to get bored of that watch because it doesn't have the romance in history when you're watching that James Bond film and you see that watch you can't be thinking, oh, I own that, I own a piece of that legacy, that legacy of that company. And then you get bored of it and then you try and flog it. What happens if somebody then, you might sell it as a, a super clone, but what happens if then somebody else fools that this uh, Daytona that Jenny, Jenny, Ella, Jenny Ellie had, that's a $30,000 watch on current market value. If you gave away a super clone that you spent $1,000 on and you're just like, oh, I sold it as a super clone. I'm guilt free
1: because that watch is going to go on to like could go on to someone unsuspecting some it it opens the door for unscrupulous that's that's just it's like having have you have you seen on um uh ebay you can buy the uh of course we're doing it right now this is us Which, doing it right we're now. doing a promotion now. you can buy the movie money Yes. Okay. And now in the past I do not advocate this but in the past some of that movie money is pretty good and it's like having a hundred dollar bill stack of movie money that you sell to someone and then you think like "Uh, this is pretty good and that stuff shows up in sheriff's departments and police departments all the time and people just accept it and they don't look at it and it says for motion picture use only on the top of it and people just take it. If you go and consciously say, I'm going to try to give this to you for commerce, that is a crime. Yeah. Just like as if you take a super fake that you know it is, and you try to sell it to someone, that is a crime. But if that money didn't exist, and if that super accurate money didn't exist, and that super accurate watch didn't exist, you know, you you don't have that you don't have that opportunity. And I think, and I think every, every time that stuff is out in the market, there's like 10%, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are honest, 90, 90, let's say 90% of people are honest, but there's 10% that's going to take that watch and then try to, and then try to get $25,000 for it.
0: Well, that horology house scandal all over again. I mean, I've definitely, I bought the fake Seiko turtle, but the, the, and I because I wanted to show people that not that it was a good fake at all and that you, they could totally get away with it that wish was showing wish might not have, it was a seller on wish wish weren't directly responsible but like, like amazon they're, 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 is
1: now being held responsible for their for their fake goods for their uh counterfeit goods ebay's being held responsible for their counterfeit goods as they should mm. be
0: um, and it's, and and that watch is gonna get destroyed like yeah we're gonna we're gonna destroy it the timepiece gentlemen whenever they get sent fake watches they take it to the shooting range so that but i mean it's a never-ending i mean the, the
1: that's a good caveat to the end of this story which is dear watch youtubers we're totally fine with you showing us a super fake but in the same video you have to sh- destroy it we want to see it in little metal bits ground down and squashed to infinity <laughs>
0: but yeah uh, but you're still missing that i mean that that fake sur- turtle turtle that i did and i'll never do one of these again guys you can hold me to it i'll never do one of these videos but that you're still promoting how good a clone it is you're still promoting i mean and they're doing i mean jenna ellie's she's great at what she does those macro shots i mean it's clear i mean you'd really really have to know what you were doing not to not this daytona that she had not to know it. the casual observer there's no chance that you're exactly yeah
1: no and i think and i think it's just a gut human reaction i see these i see these and i'm a wash guy and i know better and i'm like which ones are they knocking out and and also to inform myself on particular watches to watch out for. So like, if I was going to get a, like a, like the Bell and Ross, like the, the BRO threes, they clone those things. I mean, you, you know, there are certain models that they, that they stick to, that they know that they can make, you know, clones of, and, Mm -hmm. and that are, that will pass muster. Um, so it's good to, you know, was from that standpoint. But then, but then again, and, and then next thing you know, I'm on this like illicit site via a VPN trying to hide, you know, and then I'm like, but it's, but I only have to send, you know, how much PayPal to this one guy? And then I, and then I can, and you're like, no, don't, don't, the don't do on that. Your shoulder. Yep, exactly. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And don't promote, and then, and yeah, hey, hey, watch YouTubers, maybe stop promoting.
0: Them. Yeah. And, and there's a whole different argument about, well our luxury watches too expensive and blah 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 and, but they are expensive it's an expensive hobby um the and you know we chris and i don't own 10 rolexes we're not trying to be a uh, yeah i mean and how do we get how do we get around this well i think we discussed it didn't we using you know non fungible tokens trying to use like blockchain into the... cuz that's something that can never be faked because otherwise somebody would be would be siphoning off Bitcoin like it was going out of fashion. You wouldn't
1: start with a watch. You'd start with something big. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You You'd, you'd want to put some kind of, you know, maybe it's a chip inside the watch or a non-fungible token. But anyway, it was just one of those things i would noticed on YouTube. But let us know what you guys think about it because I'm really interested. Are we totally on the wrong end of the, the conversation here? Chris and I, let us know over on the Facebook group. As always, guys, we really appreciate you watching and listening. And we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.